on this week's special 100th episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I go through Super Bowl 56, break it all down, what went right, what went wrong for the winner and loser. And then we're not going to talk about any offseason news. We're going to come back with you next week to go over our whole offseason schedule, as well as all the breaking news that we've seen this week after the Super Bowl. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Osdra, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, we have producer Jake back this week. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. we're it, all going to talk about it. We're not as, like, you know, naked, or whatever word you used. Yeah, no, naked was the word that I used, and I, I yeah. think it stands. I mean, I just, it feels like we have some supervision, and that's good, because last week we didn't, and look what we fucking did. We, we, yeah. we did it again. Uh, yeah. We both predicted the same way for the Super Bowl two years in a row, and we were both wrong two years in a row. So I, I apologize. I apologize to next year's team that we picked to win. We both picked the same. You should Better pick the Packers, and I'll pick the Vikings just like right away. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, and that really gets rid of the drama and the hope that I cling to that like gives me some life. If you pick the Packers, um, though, stashed. I might pick the Packers, and then they're totally fucked. So I mean, oh well, I guess that's a possibility. <laughs> There's, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're obviously going to talk about everything that happened in the game. We're a few days, you know, removed from it, obviously, since we record on Wednesdays. Um, it allows us to kind of, you know, digest a little bit and see things that kind of come out afterwards. So it's not like as speculatory. I mean, maybe, and we actually got some news. That we'll talk at the end, as I mentioned in the intro. Um, all right, start first off. Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals at home, uh, twenty-three to twenty. Uh I have so many feelings. About yeah, this. like I, it's hard because like the way this game started, it started as we kind of mentioned. We're like, I would not be surprised if we see the Bengals kind of start off a little slow, get down. And then they're going to see them come back because that's what they've done every single round. And yeah, it, it looked like it was going to happen, but then halftime happened, which we'll get to. Let's start with the beginning of the game. Um, well, in the beginning of the game, the Rams looked borderline unstoppable, like that first mm-hmm. drive and the OBJ touchdown that happened. And I was concerned as someone cheering for the Bengals that, I was like, oh, this isn't even going to be close. You know, it doesn't look like they're really able to do much of anything. Yeah, no, it, it I, I was a little, I, the only thing that gave me a little hope was like, as soon as, you know, when they scored their, when the, when the Bengals couldn't capitalize and make it seven, seven, where they made it a seven, three game. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Rams, I, I believe the very next drive proceeded to drive down and score. And then we saw, some weird shit start to happen where yep. the, it was a, a mishandled snap by Johnny Hecker, who normally like is not an issue ever, like holding the ball in terms of like special teams goes. And like, I remember like looking down and like, I'm like looking at my phone. After yeah. I miss it I'm, too. Okay. You know, then all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, did they, they didn't go for a fake. Right. Cause like, I, I didn't even assume that it was a possibility that he dropped yeah. the snap. And then I saw the rebound. I was like, holy shit, what is that? And so Man, it, it, it was over so fast. By the time I know, you know, you kind of hear the announcing and you're looking down at your phone or something during the extra point. And by the time they had started like, oh, well, what's going on? And it was already over. And I had to like wait for the replay to pop well, up because, and figure out what because the hell happened. Hecker just kind of grabbed the ball and just threw it. And it got it got intercepted. And then they yep. became like a, you know, kind of running around pitching because they can get a point. Yeah. If they return and like, it. And so and it's like, there's no way of like, y- you missed that first crucial second. Yeah. And it was extra weird too, because he like put the ball down and then he like, it just like put it down fell. good. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it, it, like he like, he put it like the field was like angled and he like, he like put it on the inside of it. Just like, Whoa, just kind of yeah. slipped down underneath like, him. Cause, cause that, you know, we've all bizarre. seen, yeah, we've all seen the ones where like the long snapper, 
usually the problem is like the catching the ball from the long snapper yeah. or there's like there's that one gif of like some guy in the dolphins getting hit in the face with it like as he like turns around to look at the center and it wasn't anything like that like that handoff was totally clean and it was just putting the ball onto the ground and i kind of thought that would come back to bite him i mean it yeah. almost did and it always matters when you well, miss an extra point like that. What I always love when like a missed extra point happens, especially because it's a Super Bowl, because Super Bowl squares, you know, is a thing. So that as yep. soon as that wrench got thrown in there, that made like the scores be like, oh shit, now nines in play. Like, you know, all these weird yep. numbers that you don't typically have are in play. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And so like it was, and it was just one of those, yeah, it was one of those things that like, you know, it, it's such a small, minute thing, but it clearly, you know, can spark a team. And like, you know, the, the the Rams, as we mentioned, are a team that will give you chances to make, you know, they're going to make mistakes. Like they, they have a quarterback that led the NFL in interceptions. Um, you know, they Did have some, again in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And they had some, a uh, couple of his interceptions. Well, he had two interceptions. Um, yeah. Which... I believe then we get what we'll get to because then the, the Bengals went on their next drive, uh, drove down the field, and then Zach Taylor called a little trickery. He pitched out to, to Mixon, looked like a little sweep, and then Mixon kind of stopped and found T. Higgins open in the end zone. Um, little little trick play to, to shock the Rams and kind of yeah, jump-started I, them a little bit. Yeah, and I had kind of a note about this that it, it's more geared at broadcasters more so than regular people because i don't think i saw a lot of regular people do this but there is this desire kind of like how you know the watergate scandal happens and now everything is something gate even though mm-hmm. that was just the name of a hotel it had nothing to do with gates <laughs> um there's this desire now every time there's a trick play to just substitute a city name and call it a special like the philly special where yeah. and I don't think it was on the mix and throw, but it was on one that the Rams tried where they ended up tossing the ball out. It was Cooper Cup trying to get the ball to Stafford on like a reverse. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's a, you know, that's an L.A. special or something. And I was like, that's not the same kind of play, though. No, like yeah. it was like a shotgun snap handoff reverse pitch and then throw. It, it's just different. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant. I feel like we're moving towards a situation where anytime any trickeration happens, it gets called a special. And I, I don't want to mm-hmm. live in that world because the Philly special yeah. is special. Well, again, and like the thing is like that play is at, was actually called like Philly, Philly special. Yeah. Like, Philly special, exactly. like that was the play name. It wasn't like, uh, you know, like flea flicker, how the original of that, like has kind of morphed into, yeah. Like anytime like a running back pitches the ball back, that's called a flea flicker now. Yeah. And like it's not the same type of situation. But um after that touchdown, then we saw, you know, the Rams start to drive down the field. And this is, you know, not not a whole lot of time left before halftime. You know, it's getting down there under under, you know, five or so minutes. Um, or I believe they got the ball with a little under six minutes. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they moved down the field pretty easily. You know, that that's when we did see Odell Beckham Jr get hurt um, where he looked like he could have caught a wide open, you know, underneath route. And he just, it was a non-contact. It didn't catch the ball. And cause he grabbed his leg. And uh, how do you, how do you, uh, do you have anything to say about that, Kevin? Cause we were, we were in for what looked to be a pretty, he caught the first yeah. touchdown and we were, he, he was, was going like, to have an impact on that game. Yeah. Sure. He was like two, two receptions for like 50 some yards and a touchdown at that point. Um, and, I specifically tweeted kind of a joke that was meant to rescind my Odell is washed take. And yeah. the fates of the universe kind of saw that and they just <laughs> snapped his fucking ACL like 90 seconds later. So yeah. I think that Odell actually owes me a thank you for being against <laughs> him this whole time. Jesus. Because clearly the second I changed my tune, something horrible happens and you know, he still got his <laughs> ring out of it, but I, I, I don't think I need to apologize for anything. I mean, I'm, I'm often wrong. We're going to talk about the end of this game yeah. uh, and the second half in general, where I, you know, continue to be wrong about various people and things, it especially happened to be on the Rams. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to the second I, half. But. I, we're going to, we're going to get away into that. Cause I was not wrong. I was vindicated, but we're, 
I got a spin zone. Don't worry. Oh God. Um, all right. a spin well, zone. you know, after that play, the, they were able to convert on a third and nine with their like backup tight end. Now who looks honestly just minus the hair looks identical to Tyler Higby. Um, whatever his name what, is. What, what was uh, his the, name? Cause there's him. And then there was a guy Hopkins, behind him. Hopkins. He's number 88. There, and I there think was a guy with a nine. Yeah, there's a guy with a super weird name though that was kind of behind them, and he stunk. Not, he was the one that not like, no. He's a receiver. Skaronic is a receiver. Okay, well, whatever. So, he's, yeah, not him. He's, he's like a service due to lack. Yeah, of Bryson Bryson Hopkins is there back. I didn't. I mean, I was. I saw him first glance. I like, get a ball, and I'm like, I thought Higby was out, and then I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like, oh, nope. That's just another white, like tall, Tyler white, athletic looking. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And so. Um, they were able to move down the field and then they had a third and 14 at the Cincinnati 43, two minutes and 10 seconds left. Um, Stafford had all day to throw. I mean, that was the case the whole game, but he had all day to throw uh-huh. and he, he is the classic, like he's kind of leaking out to the left and he's motioning. He's like, he's he shoving pointed. his he's pointing. Oh, it's a he's big pointing point. It, and you're like, Oh boy, here we go. And I'm like, as soon as it was happening and it was so great because, um, you know, my, my girlfriend Paige, shout out Paige. She, she's in, I've like infected her brain. I think with my Stafford miss, like my opinions on Stafford. So every time like he would throw the ball, she's like, Oh, like, what was that? Like, where is he throwing? You know, she's like, she's very critical of him. And so it's great. Um, and also she was really, really rooting for, you know, Joe Burrow, um, obviously. obviously. And she felt very bad. We'll get to the end of that. But um, <laughs> there's people who are like, wow, like, okay. I think it's okay. He'll be fine. Um, and so he points and he just yeah. fires a ball. And it was just like, A, Van Jefferson's not open at all. Yeah. Messi Bates is in his hip. B, it's underthrown. C, it's like, if you're going to throw that, you have to throw it to the back of the end zone if you're not going to get your guy in the hands. Yeah. Like, yes, Van didn't give the greatest effort of trying to contest that ball, but, like, I, it, it's so underthrown. Like, what can he do? He's not. He can't, like, reach over and try to, like, yeah. you know, it, it, tackle it was, the guy. It was a bad choice. It was poorly executed on top of it. And I think that the point is kind of, like, uh, like like a watershed metric. It's like the the Vicky Mendoza diagonal of quarterbacks, where it's like when they point, are do you get excited or do you get worried? You yeah. know, and 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 there are quarterbacks where you get excited. Like I can't speak to you. I don't know if Kirk's ever pointed in his entire life, um, but Rogers points, and I get excited. I feel like if I was a Rams fan and I saw Stafford point, I'd get nervous. And I think that yeah. that's kind of a big differentiating I, I, line. I think he is like. like Stafford is like directly (laughs) on the line or Uh, he's maybe just like his dot is like half underneath it. mm -hmm. Like I, I think like he, cause like in in my eyes, like Mahomes and like Josh Allen Rogers, like those guys, like when they point, I'm like, it's It's good. I'm I'm always going to be like, it's probably going to be a positive play. Yeah. Um, And then you have guys like, I don't know. Like I, I don't try to think of like a really bad one. I guess it's hard because you don't see bad. I feel like I feel like Philip Rivers did a lot of pointing at the end of probably. his career, and like uh, that never I think, went well. I think I think Roethlisberger points, and it's usually never good. I don't Roethlisberger know. Roethlisberger used to point, but I think now he has to use his entire left arm to maintain his balance. Like yeah. in the last year or so, the well, and he's got to like he's, he's got to really like wipe his hand, to like generate yeah. enough like oomph to get the ball there, and so his his mechanics are all over the place now. Um, or were yeah um, but like, if you see a guy if you see like jimmy garoppolo point that's not yeah, gonna go well that's not no. gonna be something you want to see no and, and like i feel like dak maybe not either i don't know like there's so many guys that like i guess i just don't see them point enough um i feel like kirk's pointed before but i feel like also kirk tries to be like i don't know like more like i guess like subtle where he's just like trying like kirk- to he like like head nod like he'll just like kind of like do I these weird little that, things. Like, I think Kirk thinks that pointing is rude. I think he would point, but he's like that would be impolite of me to do. And I'll if anyone points, if imply... anyone points, I feel I feel like a lot of the plays I can think of are like Thielen like working, you know, finding like this is the better spot in the zone. I know my route says Th- for me Thielen to go here. does like the arm 
Yeah, thing, like he'll like open, yeah, like like a whole and arm. like there was one where he got in the touchdown this year. I don't I can't remember if it was what team it was. Maybe it was the Lions. Um, where he like kind of went upfield into the end zone instead of like kind of crossing more. He like kind of took it skinny up upfield and like that was kind of like a I'm motioning up here and I don't know. Like I think I don't Thielen, know. Thielen, they, they were actually they were both pointing that time like two years ago and they were screaming at each other on the sidelines. They were both <laughs> pointing a lot during that. Right. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Yeah, it, I, I, I'm just glad I don't have a quarterback that just gives like death stares like you are dead to me and I am never throwing you the ball ever again. Yeah, God forbid a quarterback do that. Great quarterbacks would never do that. Not never. every single one never, of them. N- no anyway. one ever alienate from their family and be like, I'm gonna I love you like a brother. They're like, Oh, oh wait, no, that's not good. Never mind. <laughs> we're so. gonna get we're gonna get to Aaron Rodgers' love <laughs> yeah. life in the news. Let's get back to the fucking <laughs> Super Bowl. Um and so yeah, it was intercepted. Essentially, sure, like you could call it a punt, um, but like it wasn't like it I mean, wasn't it was, like on third down though was it yeah it was it was third and 14 oh okay oh yeah so right. but they they were technically i would say in field goal range i mean that would have been a you know i guess even upper 50s but i don't well, know when you're in that like, part of the field too i mean you know you call it a punt but it's like okay or you could have gotten five yards and try right. to fourth down or it is it's it's yeah. a little bit generous to just say oh it was a punt um yeah. but yeah uh, and so then the, the the Bengals didn't really do anything there because this is when they're like really when their offensive line just said we we got nothing left and they just every play was just seemed to be blown up from there. Um, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of when you watch like a really like a powerhouse college football program play like a decent but like very average program, and as mm-hmm. Gopher alumni, we know what that looks like sometimes. And you kind of, you can see the game starts and you go, Oh, like these guys are actually, they're, they're hanging in there and they're, they're close. And, but that's because the lesser team is giving 150% and they can't do that for the entire game. And that's what happened to, I think the Bengals offensive line where they burn themselves out basically Mm -hmm. right at the first half and the entire second half, the, the Rams defensive line is just so much more talented that it wasn't even close. Well, and what makes it so difficult too, is it's because the guys they have, I mean, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, um, you know, even Leonard Floyd to a degree, these guys are very comfortable moving around various spots in the offensive line. They don't have yeah. to be right edge or left edge or wrap them in, you know, they, they can, put them all over the place and that that opens the door to so many different stunt packages that you can run various blitz yeah. packages and ju- it's it just it's such a you know a misleading thing you know it's disguising their rushing yeah and and, and the Rams you have a killed on stunts the entire second half i mean they were yeah. not picking them up at all in most yeah, cases well, and and when the when you have a, a a line of the caliber of the Bengals, which clearly is uh, was at a mismatch the entire time, they're going to be overwhelmed, which we saw in the second half. Um, yeah, so I, I believe Joe Burrow was sacked uh, seven times in this game, and six of those seven came in the second half, and which that brought his total up to nineteen times he was sacked in the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. which is the most of any quarterback in a single postseason in the last twenty years. Uh, and the second person was at 12. So this game, I mean, he was already at that number before the Super Bowl, before well, going against this Yeah, when you line. get sacked that much, you don't normally get to play this many games, you know? Right. And and so he, he was sacked on 29% of his pass plays after the touchdown of T. Higgins, which obviously that's not a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get, like, let, let's start with the play because – you know, even on that play, he was pressured, you know, he had to maneuver on the pocket, but he was able to find T Higgins down the field. Um, and for a, for a 75 yard touchdown. And the reason T Higgins got open was at the point of catch, there was a whole lot of contact where he, he grabs yeah. a grasp of like a, a fistful of Jalen Ramsey's face mask, turns his head, um, which obviously, you know, momentum brings him because he, T Higgins kind of had to stop for it and go elevate for the ball. So yeah. Ramsey goes down and T Higgins basically walks in 
Um, I don't know how the refs missed that. And no, it, it's, I, I don't know. Where it's are they an inexcusable miss by the refs. It's obvious to everybody. I will say that, you know, you, you kind of look at what happened. And I think that we should give T Higgins benefit of the doubt. I don't know if he was like trying to grab Ramsey's face. No, I, I, think I don't they think were it's just malicious. And, yeah. And kind of fighting for position. But I think majority it definitely of should have interference. I think majority of pass interference is not like intentionally like I'm trying yeah. to grab this guy. You know, it's just it's just instinct that kind of takes over. Like you're yeah. just so focused on either catching or defending a pass, you're kind of just your hands kind of wander. You know, and um, yeah, and and this was this was an inkling of things to come, just in terms yeah. of general ref quality yeah and like i didn't have an issue with any of the officiating with the exception really of like that last like minute and a half two minutes which we'll get to and yeah. obviously this play i i thought they were letting them you know the fact that like this like until the final like two minutes we didn't really see any penalties and I w- i'm okay with that as long as it's consistent so i'm like you know if they're gonna let them have some contact great i'd rather have that than the opposite um but obviously yeah, that it- was a m- massive play yeah, but you, you look at the error on this play, which resulted in a bomb touchdown, and then you look at those last two minutes, which basically resulted in another touchdown, and I've seen the argument that they cancel out or something, but it's like, we should be mad about both of these calls. I mean, if yeah. you're a fan of whatever team, then obviously yeah. you're entitled to your biased opinion, and I'm not going to judge you for that. But as objective football fans with no real skin in the game, we should be pissed off about both of these because they both yeah. sucked. Like and, and and the thing is, like, I I saw that argument, or like someone said, like, you know, I I think I like tweeted about like the the hold we'll get to on uh, Logan Wilson in the late in the game, um, yep. and on like on third and goal, and uh, they're like, oh, well, this makes up for the T Higgins one. It's like that's not how officiating works. Like, not how that, that works. Y- you can't like just kick the can down the road and be like, oh, I'll get it later. Like you know, it's like there's, no, like yeah, that doesn't no. <laughs> There's there's and a like metaphor it, that I use sometimes. I and so for for listener background in high school I worked at a subway and people would come into the subway and they would get like a triple meat chicken bacon ranch and then they'd throw like some lettuce on it and they'd be like, "See, it's got some healthy and it's got some unhealthy." And they and they cancel each other out. They don't. You're eating yeah. both of those things. They're yeah. all in you now. That yeah. there's no math equation here. And that's the same, that's the same kind of situation that we're dealing with here. It's like the calls don't cancel out one bad. Call. Yeah. That's why I hate like make good calls in, mm-hmm. in sports is like, well, now you just fucked up twice. Like just stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and, and the thing is, if you will, if you want to play that game, then the T Higgins missed call is a, is essentially a makeup call for, the saints, like the pass interference, like years ago, like in 2018, like where there's, there's always, if you play that, it's just a rabbit hole. If you go down that road and yeah, you could always go down and it never ends. Like, yeah. And like, that's the point. It's like, that's why you don't use that as like, Oh, well, you know, here you go. It cancels out. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so the very next play that the, the Rams get their first play of the second half, uh, Stafford throws it over the middle. Uh, now this is where not having OBJ is starting to kind of, and, and Higby to an extent to see like the, what happens when they ha- when this, those yeah. guys are gone and he hits Skoranek. Yes. The ball is a little low or it's a little out in front of him. It's not an easy catch, but he does what a receiver never should do. And he kind of pops it up and it kind of like alley-oops it to uh, the defender, uh, which I think was a, a woozy and yeah, like right behind right. him. And so it's like instantly, you know, these, they go down two from plays. Being, yeah. Yeah. 13 to 10 to now have a chance to possibly go up. Um, I guess it would have been what 20. They could have made it 24 to 10 or 24, 13. Um, yeah. Yeah. It could have been 24, 13. And luckily, you know, their defense was able to hold because, you know, they're, they got the ball, the 32 yard line and they held them to a field goal. So it was still one possession of the game. Um, but massive momentum changer yeah all the momentum at the start of second half it was all Bengals, and then nobody did anything for like a quarter like 1.8 quarters it felt like yeah because like this that happened the uh, they they kicked a field goal that interception happened obviously with like 
14 minutes and 40 seconds left. And yeah. then like they, they, they exchanged a pair of field goals and then we didn't see a touchdown until or another score until a minute 25 left in the game. Uh, so the third yeah, it was, quarter it was a real, like, like where did that fourth, half go? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, and, and so, well, and something to note. So then, you know, we're talking about the Rams are kind of struggling offensively. Uh, you know, a lot of receiving weapons out. We should mention the Bengals played awesome run defense the entire day. I don't yeah. think Akers, Henderson, did Sony even have a carry? I don't even remember, but none of them I had, had. I think he had one for like, he touched the ball like one yeah. for two yards, I feel. <laughs> yeah. So n- none of them had like any success whatsoever. And so the Rams are struggling over there. And on the other side of the ball, uh, the Bengals are struggling on offense because we kind of alluded to it before, but the Rams uh, pass rush woke up and it kind of started with a sack by Aaron Donald. Um, And I, I almost tweeted out. I was so close to tweeting at the end of the first half, like Aaron Donald is on pace for zero sacks just to like be an asshole, but I didn't. Um, And I, I would like some credit for my restraint. Um, But then in the second half in the third quarter, uh, Burrow's rolling out to his left and looking like he's going to scramble, but he's going to get like one yard on like third and 10 or something. And Aaron Donald just shoves him in the back, like right on the sideline. And yeah, I mean, you got to get your sack somehow. And when Joe Burrow's a millimeter still on the field and it's not technically a penalty, I guess that's what happens. It resulted in a scuffle, which only feeds into Donald's power. He was able to grab a neck and kind of like when Thanos put the infinity stone in his gauntlet and he's like, I remember next now. And, and that's when he really started to kind of take control of the game. So I, I, I just want like you and I are so opposite. And like, you look at like, if he doesn't have multiple sacks, it's a failure of a game. It's like, that's it it not be. what he does. Like, do you, you realize there was a, there was a shot, a play where he was not, he did not have not one, but two, no, he had three offensive linemen blocking him on one play. Like, yeah, that's but what I'm he generated. That, that's his effect. Yeah, and that's all Pressures. well and good, but I'm talking about, you know, he didn't have anything, and you know that he cares about that. You know that it's not good enough for him that he's getting double teamed. Like, he wants to impact the game. Well, of course, but, like, that's, like, he he is in, like, you, I think the difference is, like, just because he's not getting sack numbers does not mean he's not impacting the game. I mean, he had, he generated eight pressures in the Super Bowl. For context, the entire Bengals defense only generated six. Like, yeah. I mean, he does things that don't always show up on just like a simple box score. You yeah, know, that's why he's I, always graded so astronomically high every year. Yeah, and I do want to take this moment to kind of address and define the term punk bitch because i feel like there's some misconceptions Uh, punk bitch does not mean that aaron donald is not supremely talented at football because he is he's objectively very good i would be insane to suggest anything else in the same way that i'd be insane to say you know adrian peterson wasn't really fucking good i didn't i wasn't a fan but it's not something that i can dispute and punk bitch is referring more to his demeanor, to his mental integrity to not choke people on the field. And so that's that's where that comes from. And, and that's why he plays. That's why career. I'm saying that I feel vindicated because he did it again. Like he can't he didn't choke not, anyone. He, he got into choked, a scuffle. He didn't. He, he got didn't into a scuffle, anyone. and when he gets into a scuffle, it's like magnetic attraction. Like his hand just hits somebody right in their neck. And I mean, he's he he's grabbing them there. Like what? Well, I mean, like he grabs here because that's yeah, he, a. It's a lot. He, it's a very easy place. He to like grab. he like, like reverse horse collars. He like pushes the shoulder pads up into the neck, and yeah. I mean, I. I'm just saying, I think that he's that just doing what defensive linemen are taught with pass pressure, pass rush technique. And that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get their hand right there. Well, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the preview episode because this came out much closer to the actual game. But I think clearly the punk bitch movement is working because he's literally considering retirement. Um, and I think that that's kind of a testament to 
you know, those of us in the movement and what we've achieved that, you know, we're on the verge of forcing Aaron Donald out of this league. Uh, sure. I think like, you, would have, <laughs> I don't know. You would love it if he retires now because then he gets, it eliminates the chance no, of him it, just like, then I'd have to, wrecking. then I have to find another person. Like I can't um, have you, him and Tom both. You enjoy that. Like, come on. Like let's, but I don't, I don't enjoy, enjoy like that. hunting for it. I like having it. And now I have, I have Aaron and I've, I, I it's have. kind of balanced too. I have an Aaron that I like. I have an Aaron that I don't. I mean, it just, it's like poetry. It rhymes. I don't, I don't know if that's how that, I don't think that's how that works, but sure. <laughs> um, so well, here we are about this. Here we are. So in this game, like we obviously knew, the biggest difference there's going to come down to like basically every football game comes down to the trenches. Um, for context, Joe Burrow was pressured on 18 of 42 dropbacks. Stafford was only pressured on six out of 46. So it's like, I, I don't know. Like this game should not have been as close. Honestly, it shouldn't have. And it, you know, credit to the Bengals for making it this close and having a chance. But like we said, like it just, whether it was their offensive line running out of juice, just not being that good, um, or the Rams defensive line just going on a whole other level for the second half. I just you can't expect to do anything positive when you have like ne- negative time to throw, basically. Yeah, and I I think that kind of brings us to the end of the game here where the Rams have the ball um mm-hmm. in a position to score in the red zone. And we kind of end up at the controversial call yep. controversial calls. I think the second one is a lot more justified, but they kind of, they kind of work as a pair here to extend this drive for the Rams and generate a bunch of controversy that we, we've kind of already talked yeah. about it, but yeah. So on, on third and goal at the Cincinnati eight, there's a minute 47 left uh, Stafford tries to hit Cooper cup in the middle. He's defended by Cincinnati Bengal linebacker, Logan Wilson. Uh, this, I believe I think was the first like holding like pass interference, like yeah. type of call that we've seen all game. Like literally pretty clean game there. Yes. There should have been it, penalties. Yeah. It's, likely, it's been but. fairly clean, but it was also a nice let him play. You know, there's a balance yeah. between there weren't egregious penalties with one exception, which we've covered. And, and they let him go. And then this, where they, uh, I, I, and it, I didn't see anything that warranted a flag, especially in the scope of that game of the game that we were in, just watching. Yeah, in in the scope of the game that we were watching, there was nothing to warrant a flag. I thought it was a phenomenal job, and I, and I like defensively. And I think that what this comes down to more than anything else is that the refs know who Cooper cup is and they know that he's on a, he's being covered by a linebacker yeah. and your brain goes, well, that shouldn't work. If it worked, something must've happened. You know, mm-hmm. like you just, you can't even believe. And they probably didn't have a, a phenomenal angle and there was contact, but like we said, it, the way that the game had been called up until that point, there's absolutely no reason to throw a flag there and mm-hmm. kind of prompted a, a tweet by me that we maybe should shoot the, the crew at, uh, that was roughing this game into a celestial body because yeah. I just can't stand that shit. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is like, too, like, I don't, I can't remember how many, I have to look and see if how many timeouts they maybe had left. I think they had all their timeouts still. I don't know if they, yeah. Cause then they were in a position where you assume if they can get like uh, a touchdown and like, they're the ones running the clock out now, weirdly, even though they're, like behind and Cincinnati had to use a timeout on defense. And that's, that's, they had all three. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the tandem of flags here ends up giving the Rams basically a free touchdown. Um, and they take the lead and it puts the Bengals in the situation then where they have to get the ball with very little time, uh, not all their timeouts and they have to come back. And we should mention, I think on the series prior to this, Joe Burrow got hurt. And kind of, it wasn't clear what happened, but it was definitely his his knee knee definitely was like twisted in like a, you know, in a sack or a, um, a pressure. And And I mean, there was was an all time. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got to come back out there on a bum knee and they're, 
they have to try and, you know, make this comeback and they get second and one. They get a couple plays with some decent chunk plays, a little bit of yardage there. It's looking like maybe there's some hope, at least for a, a tying field goal to go to overtime. Yep. And they get to second and one. And then they now I can't remember what what they was tried the order to throw it deep. Here? They they threw it deep to chase. Um yep. you know, didn't catch the ball. So it's third and one. Yep. And okay, they right. have so it's third and one. There is they're at about about midfield. Yep. Um at the the LA 49. So just past midfield. Don't have to get too many more yards to get into McPherson territory. Uh they have they still have a, another timeout. So they I believe they actually have two timeouts left. Um they I think they just used had any one. I think, I think they used one. No, because they, they used their first timeout um on the, when the Rams had the ball. So they started the drive with two. So mm. they still have two timeouts. Okay, well, regardless, um, they can stop the clock if they need yeah. to. And they decide, this is where it was just absolute mind-boggling decision-making. I don't this know what Zach happened. Zach Taylor. Um, so there were four separate third and one and fourth and one situations in this game where the Bengals did not have their 225-pound Pro Bowl running back, Joe Mixon, on the field, and they failed to mm-hmm. convert. Um, Joe Mixon Find someone Kevin, was, who was, loves was, you was, was, like, like was Zach Joe, Taylor loved Samaj P. Ryan. <laughs> what was, yeah. What was Joe Mixon? Uh, remind me, was he on the field on this third and one? No, he Where was they decided not. to run it up the middle. And, and this is kind of, I don't know if the moment was kind of overwhelming for Zach Taylor in a certain sense. I wouldn't even blame him if it was it's third down and your brain goes, okay, we need our third down package. So my JP Ryan's a third down back. That's how it's been the entire season. He's kind of the pass catching guy and he's always in there on third down. He's probably better at pass protection, stuff like that. I get it. This is a special situation. Not all third downs are created equal and like, holy shit, man, especially if you're going to, I understand that maybe you might tip your hand if Mixon's in there and you're going to say, Hey, we're giving him the ball. I don't think it matters enough. You know, I don't, I don't think that it's a, a net loss for you to do that. Like he should have been in there. P Ryan ends up getting dragged down by Aaron Donald all by himself through a guy. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we talked about Aaron Donald, you know, went like you know, iron giant where his head pops out. He just starts fucking murdering everybody. Uh, yeah. And so fourth, fourth and one. And this, this was the, the play that ended up deciding the game. And they have Joe Burrow back to pass mm-hmm. and he's immediately just like not even running for his life because there was nowhere yeah. to run. Yeah. Aaron Donald yeah. blew up basically the entire offensive line. Everything collapsed. He got to Burrow and was kind of swinging him to the ground. Yeah. And, and as Burrow was, him. yeah. And as Burrow was getting thrown to the ground, he was somehow to his credit, able to like get this kind of fluttery pass out to, Guess who? Samaje fucking Pirine again. And I don't know if he could have caught it. I think the broad. Why did he not dive? Like, what yeah. is like, I, it? It looked so bad. <laughs> I do think the broadcast did him a little dirty. It looked like it was right at his feet. It looked like right the broadcast angle. And it was farther than that, but still, he kind of went like, uh, and just kind of like reached his hands down. And it looked like, it looked like you're playing catch in the backyard and someone throws you a bad pass. You're like, I'm not going to dive for that. I'm wearing it. You know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm wearing a nice shirt or something like that. Like, yeah. dude, this is the super bowl fourth down. Mm-hmm. This is it, man. If you're not going to dive for that, you're not going to dive at anything. Like I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, it, I I've always just, been a fan of Samaje and his, it's mind boggling that, but so it, it's just mind boggling that Kirine. It's not like he was having a good game. He, he, he that was no. the third and one was his second carry of the whole Super Bowl, and that that's not even like he's had a his good only season. Like, like, yeah, it, uh, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know. To no, just, he had, to put he the had whole a cool game. play. He had a cool touchdown that he had, but yeah, but but Joe Mixon had a cool touchdown playoffs, he threw just, in this game. Like, I I don't know. It yeah, I was well, averaging it like five a carry, and I just I don't understand. And like. It was like a Cam Newton, you know, kind of diving back out, you know, with the Von Miller like fumble or whatever. <laughs> it was years a business ago. decision without the risk of personal harm. Yeah, there was like, else there. It was like, like he's like, I want to have a, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the 
you know, I don't know if the all 22, like the shot is, or you could see actually how far the ball is, but like, it definitely looked like he could have at least had a chance. He, he, he could have touched it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then just, there's one other thing that's just kind of, it's a very kind of storybook ending of the, the Bengals season where it started with everyone clowning on them for taking chase instead of like Sewell, right? Say, how are you going to protect Joe Burrow? And the last play the Bengals offense had this season, Jamar Chase is running wide open down the mm-hmm. sideline because he cooked Ramsey again. Ramsey had a shit day, by the way. Um, but he cooked Ramsey again wide open down the sideline. And Joe Burrow is getting like ritual sacrificed at midfield by the entire defensive line and can't get yeah. the ball to him. And so it was a kind of a big, I told you so moment. It was, it was a meme came to life. Like it yeah. really was like, I mean, that being said, like you, I feel like Jamar chase taken there over Sewell. Yeah. Like, it was a great pick, like obviously, it's, but like, it, it's, it's still it's kind it of like, you know, camps I, got their haha yeah. moment. Yeah. On one hand, like you made it to the Super Bowl with chase. So, you yeah. know, you can't, can't nitpick that too much, but the people that, Criticize the offensive line. We're not wrong to do so. They are no. not good. No, and and it's it's hard because like so many people are saying like like you know this especially this week. Oh, the Bengals will be fine. They'll be back. They, you know, I'm like, wow, we don't know that. Like Drew Brees got you know he never got back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, as you you know very well know, has not. Oh, been did back. he? Like, did he not? Like, you, oh fuck! You ah oh, whoops. Never, you, like it, it's it, it's. It's unfortunate because like it was truly like a lightning in a bottle kind of run that they captured. And, and I think it's, I don't know, like the, 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 the holes that they had that everyone knew about were, you know, very, very evident in this game. And we saw it in the second half and it's just their, their futures me fine because they have their guy. Like there's no question about their quarterback for the next like 10 years. Um, and, you know, they have a yeah, the, lot of young talent, but, yeah, the, the plan now becomes that you have to, yeah, you have to build around that Joe Burrow because you you have him, you know, you have the cornerstone of the organization is set, and now you have to realize that like you know you're building the house and it's stable, but the front porch is shit, and you need to deal with that. So yeah, I, I I don't think that they can't get back, but in the current AFC, it's it's going to be a tall task. Yeah. And I mean, I'm rooting for him. You know, I've been a Bengals fan, diehard, never wavering for the last two years. And it sucked, man. It sucked to see our boys out there like that. I, when we did that joke bit last year with AFC teams, I would have been very depressed if you would have told me that my joke team would have made it to the Super Bowl before my real yeah. team. Um, <laughs> here we are. I, I wonder how like Browns fans, like who were they rooting for? I think they were probably rooting for the Rams. I think you just cheer against your division rival in that situation. I don't think it gets more complicated than that. No, before like before we go, I, I want to say like I gave a lot of shit. I mean, not a lot of shit. I feel like a lot of my points about Stafford were very warranted. Like all of my concerns. I've never said he was is this, washed. Is this the apology? Bad. Oh my god! No, no, because. As we mentioned last week. Oh, no, you're going to do that the thing Rams, I do where you double down. The, the, the Rams had a hell of a lot more to lose than the Bengals did. I mean, the Bengals were playing with house money. The Rams were the team that had the expectations going into this game. I mean, they went all in. They get rid of all of their draft picks for the next 20 years. They are so over the cap in a couple of years. And, like, they needed to win. And you had their head coach talking about retiring you have uh, their star defensive player talking about retiring. You, you have, have, yeah. So I mean, the Rams, the Rams need to win this Super Bowl, obviously, with uh, how many things were pushed down and like their future being very much in question. Um, so you know, and they did. You know, credit to them, Stafford. That's uh, something that will have on his resume. I don't think he's Hall of Fame worthy at this moment. Oh, I think it, that's means, a hot debate in the streets. I know these days. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I say no right now. He needs to no, definitely no, no, no MVPs. He wasn't even Super Bowl MVP. Dude's been an um, all pro like zero times. Like, and he, yeah. And he, he has, you know, only one pro bowl, which pro bowl is not all end all be all. It's a popularity thing now, but like still only one, like it's easy to be a pro bowler. And that's kind of sad. And like, he's never the best of his generation. Like that's who should be in the, the hall of fame. 
And he, he was never he was never like even like a top five guy in the league. Like he came in in a very pass heavy time. So of course his numbers are gonna be crazy inflated. Like I don't know if you saw a uh, thing that I put because like they came out with um like this year's like sack rate with the pressures that they actually generate. Yeah, I saw that quarterbacks can generate, you know, like Russell Wilson does that a lot. Joe Burrow does that a lot, where Patrick they kind of create does that a lot. Yeah, they create pressures and like there's this there was a lower right quadrant of it where it was like high like um it was high you know, pressure, but low, high like, pressure, but low made. them doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And the collection, I saw it was interesting guys that are always kind of lumped together um, are, you know, Carr, cousins, Matt Ryan, Tannehill, Stafford. And I'm like, looking at all those guys, their numbers are very, very similar, but everyone's opinions on them are wildly different. And it's just, you know, that's, it is what it is. I, it's a hill I'm committed to dying on and I'm going to die on it. But like, until you know. guys trade for Deshaun Watson, and we'll talk Fuck. about news next week. That's, but that's so I, I I hate I saw that today. It's like gross. I'm gonna save it. It's so gross. Like I'm like <laughs> I and I quickly realize it weeds out. I haven't actually seen. I'm maybe it's because of the people at least I follow on Viking Twitter or like mutually follow. Everyone that I've seen is like firmly against or out on it, which I'm like good oh, for I, you. I, everyone I've seen people in on it, and it, I haven't seen anyone ooh. in on it, so I, I don't know who they are. But I don't Dominique I, somebody. I, I don't know. No free ads. Oh, Dominique Claire. Yeah, yeah so that like guy, he's that's, that guy annoys me. So the algorithm keeps giving him to me, and I hate it. Yeah, that I don't know. I I I, I think I saw a thread about with that with that in there, and like I don't know. It's just uh, and then if people likening it or making it similar to the Adrian thing, I'm like wildly different it's it's the opposite. wildly different yeah, yeah you like, guys got rid of adrian for well and reasons. also like yeah and also the the reasons behind it are wildly different like yeah it's, it's just it's not yeah. an apples to apples comparison no. just because it's like an off the field no. issue and yeah. i when when mark wilf comes out and saying we're looking for players of like high moral character it's like well deshaun's out like i just <laughs> i don't like that's not happening like no yeah um it's yeah off-season twitter but that's what um, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into next yeah. week when we have so, a full recap. We're going to have a full on news episode because if you're listening to this today, um, possibly after you might be looking forward to it. The Vikings will have their introductory press conference at four o'clock central time on Thursday uh, with Kevin O'Connell, our new head coach. Uh, it was announced. He's the 10th head coach in franchise history. We'll get into all that next week and other hirings and, yeah, it, some drama. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is single. I mean, we're all doing stuff, you know. All of Aaron, our teams Aaron got Rodgers stuff going on. is he's looking for another beard or a new beard to move on to. So that's you know, oh, we'll see. Look out, everyone! The gay jokes are back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I guess it's just proving that like that that a second ring is just super hard to get, you know. It, in both love life I mean, and on the field. I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest. He could get a ring. I think he's just waiting for the, you know, the right. Uh, I don't like my metaphor now. Yeah. I was talking about his love life, the but partner, then I realized I would, I would right imply partner. that he wasn't with the correct partner now in football. And that's not <laughs> Maybe what I want somewhere with a little higher elevation than green Bay. Well, look, cause Shailene is, lives close to Denver. So Bad news for them. As in LA, like we're, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he spends his off seasons. Yeah, no, but, but like Bay she lives somewhere near Denver and she wanted him to go to Denver and he was probably like, no, I'm loyal. That's, I don't think that's, that's, what, that's what he said. I don't that's think what that's happened. what he said. We'll, we'll get into it because I'm sure more info will come out. But as a member of his a, inner circle, that's what happened. No, that's not your your handle anymore. That's, that's not your name. True. You're that's a, true. I'm a so you're not his inner circle. We didn't even talk about that. I, 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 Which, I wear many hats. Hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this was our hundredth episode. Uh, it ended up working out with extra episodes in there that it just happened to be recapping the Super Bowl. We had so to jam a live cool. show in. I mean, we really had to make yeah. the math work on this one. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go into next week. We're going to talk about kind of our off season schedule going forward. Um, trying to have more, uh, interviews with other, you know, NFL affiliated uh, personalities, whether that's Vikings bias, Packers bias, or just in jet, like general, you know, we've had a couple, we've had a mixture of people on here and we're going to try to keep making that diverse. Um, so give you a little more content than just 
off-season NFL because that can get a little boring sometimes. It can get a little slow. Um, and so we're going to try to stay consistent with it every couple weeks. Well, we have nobody that we could ever talk to potentially about any sort of, you know, officiating controversy in the Super Bowl. So who's yeah. to say? Who's to say? Um, all right. Well, again, congrats, Rams fans, all 10 of you. That parade looks so sad today. Uh, they should take the trophy it back so for that bad. parade. That was it the was... most pathetic thing I've ever seen. L.A. is not and never will be a football town. It was like, like a 300-foot parade route, and there so were bad. like – it was like one person per 100 feet. I mean, it was the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I just – I don't know. Like, I, I, Yeah, there everyone's like, well, it's a Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't – like, the parade's always on a weekday. Almost like, any other fan base. Yeah. yeah. It's just – like imagine Cincinnati if they won. Like, I don't. The whole I mean, it town would be absurd. shut down today. Probably this whole, whole week. The whole like state, I'm sure. Like even like people in Cleveland would be like, "Oh, I'm actually a Bengals fan." <laughs> and it's like it's just I don't know. Is what it is. But yeah, whatever. You guys won. I'm sure you're very happy about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening to the hundredth episode of Third and Forever, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. Go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10K Takes, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10K. We post links to our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episodes, uh, highlights. We're going to games now generate off-season news. Uh, we're going to try to stay on top as much off-season content as possible. Um, so don't go anywhere if you follow us, and hopefully you see us around. Uh, you can also find links to Kevin and I, as well as Jake's um, sp- specific accounts. We're a little more active each week, a little more biased, a little more emotional. Maybe you get into some off-season I, I might, fights. I might take a Twitter sabbatical. I think I need it for, for health reasons. Probably. I don't know. Like <laughs> that's Probably good for your mental health. I don't know. The, the Super Bowl got me back in touch with Bubba, and I was like, this is not a good path to go down. <laughs> this is not healthy for my well-being. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well... Uh, as always, I've been your host, Adam. Joined as always by my co-host, Kevin, and producer, Jake. Kevin, what's the final words? 100 more. <laughs> <laughs>